Welcome to the Writer's Way podcast, where we celebrate writers who have completed their books and inspire writers who haven't. Join Lori and her guests as they talk about writing, books, and life in between chapters. Sponsored by the I Can Handle It, I'm the Dad t-shirt. Find it at LoriWriter.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Writer's Way podcast. I'm Lori, here today with the fantastic Dennis McGregor talking about um, his life and his stories and his art. Welcome, Dennis. Thank you, Lori. Nice to see you this morning. Thank you. You as well. Where should we start? I don't know. Well, let me, um, I'll tell you how this got started. So I did a Kickstarter to publish a book, and Diane Albert um, happened to see that and um, contacted me. Oh, great. Telephone. <laughs> Ignore it. Do you want me to pause? Is it important? Well, just... There. She uh, contacted me and uh, said she liked the book and asked if I was on Amazon, and I said no. And she goes, why not? And I said, well, I don't know. And previous to that, I had another book that I had funded through a Kickstarter that sold well initially locally, and then they're about half gone. Sales died out, and I just kind of left them stored in the shop, you know. Mm -hmm. And people say, why don't you put that on Amazon? And I say, what? Why would I? Who would know it's there? Who would go to Amazon to buy it? And that was my ignorant thought, you know. Diane kind of uh, came along and gave me a nudge and told me how she was doing on Amazon and that I could do the same if I really wanted to. Mm -hmm. So that kind of got me started. And then, of course, I became part of this Facebook group, um, which is how I met you. And... Um, you guys are just totally inspiring to me um, because you're able to sell stuff, <laughs> you know? And I don't really think of that that much. I just like to make stuff. Yeah. I get by, you know? And uh, so it's a new phase of my life. I'm, here I am in my uh, grandpa years, you know, and I've done all kinds of stuff up till now and always been an artist in one way or another, but never considered myself an author. Uh, it's kind of funny that people are calling me an author now, but I've made a couple of books, so I guess I am, but, um, <laughs> and so you're very creative. Like you've spent your whole life as an artist of, in one form or another. Yeah. I, um, I, um, was gonna study art in college, but after one year I dropped out to play in a rock and roll band, uh, take one semester off, you know, get it out of my system. 12 years later, I was still in the band. And now I was married and had twin daughters and everything changed. Actually, three out of the five guys in the band all got married and had twins. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it was unusual. And we all of a sudden had a lot of mouths to feed and everything got a little different. Yeah. And so um, by now I had ruined my life, like my parents, my teachers, and everyone said, because I dropped out of college and had a life of rock and roll and all that. And so I was a little bit uh, nervous about my future. And, but I knew that I could be an artist because I could draw when I was a kid. And that's what I wanted to do. I was doing, a, a, you know, kind of odd jobs. I bought a fixer-upper house. So I learned to be a carpenter and do all kinds of skills to 
remodel the house. And then I started doing some of that for other people for extra money. And I realized that I could do a whole lot more damage with a skill saw than I could with an exacto knife. <laughs> and it was, you know, noisy. And if I was sitting at a drawing table, I could listen to music, you know, and, and uh, I just thought, I think I'd rather go that direction than being a, a construction guy. Mm -hmm. So I started out <clears throat> uh, doing graphic design. And uh, the job that I was doing is actually extinct now. Paste-up artist. Uh, young people probably don't even know what that is. But before computers, we had to get typesetting uh, from a source where you would buy it. And then you would wax it and put it on a board and paste it all up. And then it would be photographed. And that would be a, a magazine page or a menu or a flyer or whatever. And okay. uh, that's a bygone job now. I was good at it, too. Yeah. So I pride in it. Um, but then that led to my first drawings. Uh, I do some line drawings and stuff for ads. And um, then eventually I moved from Southern California to this little town in Oregon, Sisters tiny little town most ridiculous move ever like oh i can make a living there you know <laughs> but um ironically i started painting after i got to the sisters and i started getting all these jobs doing posters uh poster illustration for events like music festivals and such and uh there's a the world's largest outdoor quilt show happens in sisters Okay. Out of a town of a thousand people swells to twenty or thirty thousand people one day when all these people come uh, to see these quilts hanging all around town. Wow. And I thought I should do a, a poster for that. So I, I started doing that. And one of them in particular was a big hit. It was a uh, concept was covered wagons with quilted tops. And for some reason, I really struck a chord with people. Uh, I didn't know it at the time, but it really did. And so that led to me making up a whole story uh, based on covered wagons and the Oregon Trail. And, and that became the first book called Dream Again. Oh. And um, so both my books started out uh, as a group of paintings. Mm -hmm. I stitched together a story and then completed more paintings to, to finish it out. Uh, my current book, You Stole My Name, uh, started out with um, a painting I did one day on a kind of a day off. I didn't have any, anything in particular I had to do. And I thought, what would I like to paint? <clears throat> and uh, for some reason, I thought of a turtle. And uh, rather than the normal view of a turtle, I thought I'd like to do the underside. But how would that work? It wouldn't want the turtle uh, lying on its back. Yeah. So I had it climbing up on a barbed wire fence. It was kind of ambitious to get up higher. And then <laughs> I'll put a bird on the wire next to it just for scale on this show that it's up in the air. And I got painting this bird, and then suddenly I realized the bird was not only a dove, but it was a turtle dove. So I had a turtle and a dove, and the dove was a turtle dove. And that made me crack up a little bit. And then uh, other people who saw it kind of had the same reaction. So I thought, what else could I illustrate with that uh, concept? So then I did a bullfrog and then, um, you know, a parrotfish and one thing led to another. And pretty soon I had a group of paintings that I was 
uh, displaying in a local restaurant. And people really got engaged by them. And uh, I, would, I would hear from the, the servers there that people just sit and guess what they were called. And um, so I knew I was kind of onto something. So then I thought maybe this could be a book. So then I wrote verses for each and mm -hmm. finished them all up. And uh, it turns out that people really like this book. Well, your artwork is magnificent. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I saw it and it, I thought it was a traditionally published book. I, I think I was seeing ads on Facebook that you were doing. And so we had been friends. So that's probably why it popped up. And uh, you had, I think you had some of the inside pages up there. And, and it reminded me of another series of books. And I, oh, this person said another one. And then, no, oh, it's my friend Dennis doing this because I hadn't seen it. I had seen you and your name in the book, but in the group, but I hadn't seen your book. But it's truly art. Like when I go to Chapters Indigo, I look at the kids' books and I feel badly about my own because those ones are works of art. And that's the same, uh, that's the same level I think yours is on. <laughs> you have no reason to feel bad about your own. <laughs> Well, uh, they're just kind of different, different things. It's just different. Fault between two covers, you know. Yeah. Um, the reason mine ended up to be so large. Um, yeah, I'm right. It's pretty big. Yeah. Um, it's like a coffee table book for kids, and the reason is because the paintings were already horizontal. And to reduce them down much smaller, it was just bugging me. They just didn't look very good to mm -hmm. be small. I was used to them being larger. Yeah. So I thought, what the heck? I know it's not as economical and not as good an idea for shipping and everything else to be bigger, but that's what it ought to be. Oh, and yeah. so um, that's kind of what gives it the appeal when you pick it up in a bookstore, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, uh, Plus, I like the idea of um, a parent and a child sitting next to each other and having it big enough to kind of cross both their laps. And yeah, we, I need help to hold. <laughs> My kids can help. <laughs> so you were an artist forever, and you did all these series of paintings, and you thought, why not make it a book? And that was how that happened? That was the inspiration for the book? So. Yeah, and when I, you know, that's what kind of cracks me up about being part of this Facebook group. Um, I'm just sort of like eavesdropping on everyone, lurking, <laughs> not really participating that much because I'm not like everybody else there who, most of them are people who are writers and they find illustrators to work with and they solve all their problems and working together that way and, and payment and everything. And, and for me, the the artwork is what drives the book yeah and so uh it's just a different process and uh i am a writer in the sense that i've been a songwriter for years and i have albums out and um so when i first <laughs> when i first uh, realized i may be doing a public uh, appearance with my book you stole my name to a school or something or a bookstore i thought i should probably like take a guitar along and, you know, work into the act and do it, sing something, you know? And as I was driving along one day, I was thinking I would write a song or, or what song I may have that would work. Then I realized, wait a minute, I can sing the whole book. <laughs> and so I tried it and it worked fine. And I kind of added a little chorus to go with each verse, each page, you know? 
And uh, I realized, well, I write verses like I write songs. And so it's very singable, very uh, easy to do. So I have fun with the kids doing that. And I have a little call and response part where they have to holler back which animal stole the other animal's name. Uh -huh. And, you know, usually the first couple rounds, they kind of get it wrong a little bit. But then by the end of the song, they've got it dialed and they're yelling it out. And, and so that's engaging. That's been fun. That's super fun. I used to teach kindergarten and the kids loved anybody who came with a musical instrument and they just ate it up. It, they loved it. Oh I can just imagine that would be a really fun time. They're not as critical as my other audiences. Either. <laughs> yeah. No, children are not. Young children are not. So I, I, uh, I'm curious what you've learned. So you've been an artist forever, but now you've done two books. You've done a second print run of this book. What what lessons would you say you've learned that you would like to share? Well, mainly that it's not enough to make something. If you want to stay alive, you have to sell it. Yeah. And the marketing part of it is just not, not my favorite part at all. No. <laughs> uh, I do like it when money comes in. Um, that's never been a goal of mine, though. The goal's always been more in making the art and then, you know, hoping to get by. But, um, you know, lately, the money was, like, flying in. And I'm thinking, this is pretty darn cool. <laughs> yeah. and, then I, and then I saw people like you and Diane on, uh, who were killing it on Amazon. I'm thinking, that would be, that would be great. That would be really great. Yeah. And at, at this point, I've pretty much exhausted my local market here the bookstores have ordered reordered many times um i keep a box of books in the car everywhere i go somebody says hey you got one of those books and i pull it out and sell <laughs> on the street you know <laughs> and um you know um that can only last for so long so i, I need to get out of my own neighborhood out into some other zones yeah that is a great way and, and <clears throat> uh what have i learned um I'm not sure what I've learned, but one thing that I really like about this Facebook group is that I'm friends with and talking with people who live all over around the world. And that wouldn't happen in any other way. You're in Canada. <laughs> I am. And we're friends. I know it's pretty cool. Facebook has really changed how I live as well. Yeah. Yeah. So the selling part is not, uh, it's fun when it works. <laughs> it's fun to make the money. <laughs> it's fun to get the money. You know, mm -hmm. everything about the Amazon process has been particularly challenging for me. I don't know mm -hmm. whether it's just because I'm old or what, but, you know, I was like one of the last people to get a computer. I was just holding out, you know, and I, it cracks me up now because I love my computer now, but yeah. I years ago when people would talk about it i would think there's nothing that i really want to compute you know that's the last <laughs> thing i want to do if they called it a home entertainment center or something <laughs> you know music and you know tv and everything's in there you know yeah uh, and so i just put it off for a long time and so it took a while to catch up but someone like you and diane probably grew up with computers and it's second nature and so every time I see like a form for Amazon, uh, I look at it and I go, 
do they mean this or do they mean that? <laughs> you know, and I just kind of, it doesn't come real naturally to me. So, mm. but I realized that I have made progress from when I started six months ago. Yes, because you're on Amazon and your books sell. They right? have, not much yet. Not uh, much on Amazon? No, it's, I can't quite get it going yet. Mm. I might want to talk to you about that a little bit. Later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. About an audience. Mm -hmm. But um, <laughs> it's no, no problem. I, I'm sure that it will eventually. But every step of the way, it's just been from, from entering one digit of my bank account incorrectly and the two times you enter your account, it took six weeks to get that changed. And talking to many people in other countries yeah. about it, and I just couldn't understand why can't I just change that number, you know? But um, little things like that just sort of plagued me. You should have just changed your bank account number to match whatever it was. <laughs> it might well, have been faster and easier. Different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I'm getting past it. And the thing is, um, I do other things uh, uh, to make money. So this is just uh, kind of a side thing, you know. Yeah. I still do commissions. Uh, paintings uh, for other uh, people and other organizations. And that's kind of my main job still. Plus, I still do some music. Yeah. And I play out every now and then. I'm actually uh, kind of surprising myself. I'm putting together a California tour in June, and I'm going to go on the road for a few days, which I don't know if I was going to do that anymore, but you know. <laughs> that sounds fun. fun. And, uh, so, um, the book thing though, I mean, I had them printed in China. They, they look as good as any book you would find in a bookstore. Absolutely. And I've got a whole bunch of them. They have value and people love it. So it's just a matter of time. And your paintings from this book, um, somewhere in your town, they've made a mural of them. Is that? Well, the actual paintings have been in the gallery and many of them have sold, which is also nice. Yeah. But uh, I was contacted by, first of all, uh, someone in my town that wanted, wanted to have a mural made to go in this space high up above on the liquor store of all places. <laughs> and so I, I did a, uh, a variation of one of the paintings in the book. And then, uh, the next town over, Bend, Oregon, which is a larger town than Sisters, has a, a shopping district called the Old Mill District. And they said, have you ever done a mural? And I said, well, look at that one I just did. And they said, we love it. We want you to do some over here. So I created three new pieces of art that were uh -huh. uh, variations of pieces that were in the book. Chicken hawk, bull trout, and mule deer. And they're they're like 15 feet long and five and a half feet tall. And um, they got installed and right away people started taking pictures of themselves in front of them and sending them to me. And it's been a lot of fun. And that's, and that's leading to yet another mural job in Santa Cruz. Oh, so, do you enjoy, do you enjoy painting that on that scale? I don't paint them that big. I paint them the same size I normally would. I, here in my studio, and then they become digitally photographed, and then you can enlarge them and print them on metal sheets. Oh. And so, uh, 
That's really the only way it would work for me. I'm not going to go out there and get on a scaffold. Well, I was wondering because they looked really big. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's another benefit of the digital revolution, you know. Mm-hmm. It's been made possible. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations to you. Um, you might feel like it's a slow progress, but like you said, it's been six months, and I feel like you've learned a ton. You're selling your books, and then there's these offshoots of those art. Yeah, you know, it's been a success. You yeah. know, I have yeah. no regrets at all. And the whole thing about Amazon and watching you guys is intriguing, and I've been inspired. Yeah, I, I force myself to spend about an hour each morning, kind of studying it and and fooling around with it, and uh, mm-hmm. trying to you know watching YouTube's videos about it and stuff. There's yeah. a lot of information out there. There's a lot of information and it's confusing because there's different, um, I don't know what to say, but like Amazon has things for the products people sell and then for the books people sell and then digital things. So it's, yeah. it's confusing. You need reviews, you know? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I got all these great reviews, but and Amazon won't accept them. Hmm. Okay. have to learn about that now. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah. each of those steps is just another step forward. Yeah. And, you know, you get past them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a, so many great comments from people from my Kickstarter campaign once it, once they received their book. Unsolicited letters that came to me and emails where they were raving about the book. And none of that counted. And it just kind of broke my heart. Like, I can't believe what people are saying here and I can't use any of it and share with people, you know? Yeah. So I had to start all over with Amazon's rules about getting a verified purchase review. And that's just the way it is. Well, you can ask the Kickstarter people to put them up there. It just won't be verified. Um, you mean like put them? So what I did was I, I wrote a Facebook message and I said, please. <laughs> It helps so much to boost visibility. Can you just yeah. leave me an honest review? And it was the people that funded the Kickstarter. So they weren't verified. And of the 40-ish people, you know, maybe 10 or 15 did it, which was lovely. But and did they actually get posted as reviews? It did. So it was a couple of years ago. Their rules have changed, but, it, you know, it's hit and miss. What's that? They won't do that now. The people or Amazon? Or Amazon won't allow it. I've had so many people try and do that and they, they get taken down. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. Don't give up. It'll be good. Thank you for talking to me today. Well, what have you been doing? What have I been doing? Yeah. I I mean, I feel a lot like you. I feel like when I say I'm a writer, it's kind of like, (laughs) Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm kind of a writer. You're create. I'm not creative like you are with the artistic. I have ideas. I'm creative with the ideas. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't feel like I'm a great writer and probably my reviews that are bad are, you know, it doesn't read great. It doesn't flow great, but the idea um, is really helpful. And, and the ideas, um, I don't know, to me, that's, that's where I'm creative. So I have a book at the illustrator right now and um, still, have to write down all my ideas and try to focus myself, <laughs> just work on one thing at a time. But Well, your series is great in that they, it looks like a series. 
Yeah. You know, if you see any one of your books and you know it's part of that series, yeah. that's brilliant. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. I think that's worth anyone considering to try and do that with a series of books. Yeah. I learned that from listening to people who write novels. When they write novels in a series, there's a lot of wise people who have been there, done that, and they said it has to look like a series. So yeah. my illustrator's creative too, and she says, can we do something different? And so I have to say, no, we need a giant head. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it works. It, the other thing I noticed uh, on this group is that it seems like most of the authors are younger women with young children that are recognizing needs through their parenting at that stage. And most of the books are written for, you know, very young kids. Yeah. I don't see that many that are being written for like third, fourth, fifth graders uh, that are just kind of in between picture books and, uh, you know, novels. Yeah. And I find that kind of interesting. It's, uh, I'm in a couple of groups. So there's more in another group that I'm in that write for that sort of middle grade, but they yeah. find it really hard to market. Um, really? So kids that, kids that are either really reluctant readers at that age or they plow through everything. So I think a lot of parents go to the library or are more picky, maybe. I don't know, but I hear that a lot, that it's hard to sell that, to that age. Yeah. And it's easier for young picture book kids. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe because they are more artistic and it's like you get a story, but you also get that art and it's fun to look at. Or maybe because little kids read so much. You know what I think? What? I think adults like to look at pictures, too. They do. They love uh, picture books and they use their kids as an excuse to buy them. Yeah, because they look like art. They're beautiful. Yeah. Well, they don't look like art. They are art. <laughs> yeah. I agree yeah. with you. My son, my, I have a 10 year old son. And so he loves those dog men and Captain Underpants and all those. You know, he loves Harry Potter as well, but he loves the pictures. How old is you know? he? He's 10. Uh huh. And so he needs that uh, more difficult challenge of reading, but he loves the pictures and he'll read those over and over and over. I got to send you a copy of Dream Again. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. This one, my first oh, one. Yes. And it's, uh, it's Very odd in that it, you know, it has a page of text and illustration on every, every page. I yeah. didn't know what I was doing with this right. book. And after I got it done, I was so proud and I got him back from China and everything. And I rushed down to the local bookstore and I showed it to the owner and he looked at it and he goes, uh, I don't know what to do with this. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, there's too many words, uh, but it's not a, it's not this and it's not that. And there's 52 pages and a standard children's book is 32. And he says, I don't even know where to put this in the store. And, uh, it kind of shocked me. And I realized, I really don't know what I'm doing it took mm. for the next book, you know. Yeah. But the thing is, they sold a ton of the book anyway. And it turns out that it's perfect for around third, fourth grade. Uh, okay. Because uh, they love the pictures. The they love the pictures, but it's an epic story. It's like a little movie, really. Yeah. Well, cool. I look forward to reading that with him. I'll send you one. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, let's say goodbye. Thank you for doing this. You can stay on with me for a minute, but I'll stop recording. Okay, thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you.
You've been listening to the Writer's Way podcast. For show notes, links to guests' information, and to learn more about the Writer's Way, check out lauriwriter.com. Until next week, enjoy this chapter of your life.